Genre. Weekend Bugle, the uh, bi-weekly, semi-weekly, how do you say, two two times a month-ish uh, weekend edition of Spider-Man Minute. Uh, I I was always under the impression that was bi-weekly. Bi-weekly? And then yeah. somebody was like, well, somebody, and then somebody was like, well, that means, that means two times a week or it means every other week. I'm like, no, it can't mean both things. <laughs> it means one or the other. That's not how definitions <laughs> work. I'm like, yeah, no, it's like, you can't mean... <laughs> Two completely different periods of time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like how Merriam-Webster updated recently that the word literally can mean both literally and figuratively, uh, which just <laughs> makes it really helpful as far as uh, a definition goes. <laughs> today, today we we're talking about the first three episodes of Spectacular Spider-Man, a um, Sony-produced uh, television series, animated series uh, that aired in 2008 to 2009. Um, which was uh, run by a big, big, a big whopping really? year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a whole, whole 12 ish months, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They put out 20, 26 episodes in 12 months. Though. That's pretty I mean, that's... darn impressive. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. They were, they were aiming yeah. for 60 ish, uh, but they got out 26, which I am grateful yeah. that they made. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Most, most uh, that's, uh, that's animated syndication is 65. Oh, I see. I think. Yeah. That's the threshold um, you want to hit and then, for the money. Right. And then live action syndication is 100. Got it. That uh, makes sense. Um, it's like Celsius yeah. and Fahrenheit. <laughs> right. Right. Because because kids don't know they're watching re- repeats as much as adults do. <laughs> right. You could just let them go. Uh, I think that's what that basically comes down to. If you guys also uh, want to yeah, watch before it. We, yeah, before, yeah, go ahead. Get it. I was just oh, going to say it's no, available no, no. on Amazon, I think, or I think on yeah, Amazon. Amazon, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I just. Um, well, anyway, before we before we get to that, okay, yeah, uh, couple uh, we got we got news to talk about. Oh boy, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but I also I wanted to uh, talk about this because, like, look, if I'm going to talk about this anywhere, it's going to be on here. Uh-huh. Um, I was uh, in the mood to read some Spider-Man comics and I was not in the mood to read the, uh, the, the old school um, amazing Spider-Man stuff. Mm -hmm. So, cause I've been, I've been reading that. I think I'm up to issue 80 now. Um, So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty far into that. I think I'm, I'm getting very near the point where uh, Stan Lee comes and goes. Right. Um, Uh, yeah, I'm, I've already gotten to the point where uh, Ramita is coming and going. Yeah, um, around he does uh, forty or so that that started happening. I think 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thirty-eight. No, no, no. Ramita, Ramita oh, came in. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Took over. Gotcha. But, but I, I'm saying like now he's been on it for so long that he just he sort of comes and goes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um. Yeah. And and uh, uh, yeah. So I wasn't really in the mood for that because <laughs> I'd been reading a lot of it, and I was in the middle of like this kingpin arc and. Kingpin is a really great character once, uh, once, uh, uh, you know, Frank, uh, Miller added some depth to that character, (laughs) but, uh, prior to that, uh, not the best, not the best. (laughs) Um, so his issues are always a little boring. Yeah. Uh, but I was, so I was in the mood and this was before, um, spectacular Spider-Man number one came out, Mm -hmm. uh, or Peter Parker colon the spectacular Spider-Man number one, (laughs) the, uh, the Chip Zdarsky, um, uh, Chip Zdarsky, uh, series. uh, What's, what's the artist on that? Um, I don't know. I forget who the artist is on this new one. Uh, but anyway, that came out, they came out, that just came out this past Wednesday, which I did read and, and was really, really fun and great. Uh, but the, I was in the mood to read something else yeah. and I wasn't, uh, wanting to really dig into the Dan slot run. I like, I kind of wanted to get into something else. Uh-huh. Um, and so just like on a whim, I was like, yeah, you know what I'm going to give a, sh- I'm going to, I'm going to try and read, I'm going to read this renew your vows thing. Oh yeah. Have you heard about this? Yeah. 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 V- v- vaguely. Uh, it's, it's like sort of an alternate uh what is it the i feel like this happened a couple years ago like 2015 ish it was a dan slot yeah one yeah um with mary well well he was on the he was on the yeah he was on the secret war miniseries gotcha um so yeah it it started in secret war and where where they did this secret war event at marvel and uh they sort of uh had all of these like random mini series that was like they were like sort of out of continuity because secret war something i don't know yeah anyway they did one where like where it was like called thors and all like it was like a police procedural with thors uh and then they and then they did you know they did they did a new version of runaways where it was all the Marvel universe as high school students who run away from the high from this evil high school that they found themselves in. And then there was this renew your vows thing, which was basically uh, posing the question of like, what would Spider-Man comics look like if one more day hadn't happened? Okay. Fair. Yeah. Um, uh, or is it, was it one more day? Was it one more day? The, Brand new day was the new stuff. The after that. Brand new day. Yeah. Yeah. Follows the one, the one, more day. one more day yeah. was the, was the, I, I'm going to sell my marriage to, 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 thing, to right? the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So if that had um, not so, happened and we hadn't had that it, loop in the continuity, what would things be like basically? Right. Yeah. Okay. And so he, so Peter is, you know, still married to Mary Jane mm-hmm. And they have uh, they have a daughter um, yeah. named Annie May, hmm. and uh, she has spider powers. And in this world where they so like it, it's sort of um, what I thought was interesting about it was it's you know I think we've talked about this off mic before about mm-hmm. how there's not a Dark Knight Returns for Spider Man, yeah, um, and. 
you know, the thing with that is like, you know, that Spider-Man rain tried to do that, but they literally just did dark Knight returns and put <laughs> Spider-Man in it. And it didn't work because Ooh. like what, like Spider-Man doesn't, isn't Batman. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it's not the same thing. Right. Um, and what this does is it actually does that, but makes it feel like Spider-Man. So yeah. what happens is that, uh, this dude shows up this all powerful guy uh -huh. who can steal people's powers and use them. And so he starts like killing all of the, the heroes and taking their powers. Huh. And at one point, Peter basically has to make a decision between helping the Avengers and saving Mary Jane and Annie Mae. Oh, wow. And he chooses saving that, saving his, his family, his family sure. over the Avengers and the Avengers lose. And this guy takes over, Whoa. Uh, takes over the world. And it opens right after that. Well, not right after that, like five or 10 years after that, something like five sure, years, sure. probably five years after that. And he hasn't been Spider-Man in five years Whoa. because he is hiding yeah. from this guy and is just worried about taking care of his family and everything. Totally. And then, you know, obviously he ends up having to like put the suit back on. Yeah. Um, and, and doing what has to be done. Renew his vows as it were. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was, that's the great, that's the great sort of, um, double meaning yeah. of the title Yeah, is that it's, it's not just like, Oh, the marriage is back. Right. It's also he hasn't been Spider-Man in five years mm -hmm. and he has to become Spider-Man again. I'm into it. Uh, yeah. So it was is really cool. Yeah. It was really, really cool. The miniseries was really cool. Um, but then it became an ongoing. They oh. did a second volume and now it's an ongoing. And Jerry Conway is writing it. Really? Who I don't know that there is a writer uh -huh. in comics ever who has adapted who who has come from you know like that bronze age 70s comics writing yeah. and adapted to become a like a modern fit right in with modern comic book writers yeah yeah the Jerry Conway stuff holds up like really like he's he is still a great writer and he is not writing like at all, like he did in the seventies. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the that's ability crazy. to adjust even some of the best writers in even totally different mediums can't do that. Like you, you are sort of married to the way that you first broke onto the scene. So that's like genuinely impressive. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, wow. Um, that's really cool. So anyway, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. Cause uh, I mean, it basically the, the min the first mini series ends with um, this guy's armor that it, he's using to steal everyone's powers. Yeah. Um, they make a suit after they defeat him. They make a suit out of it and give it to Mary Jane. Huh. And and so Mary Jane becomes uh, a spider person. And then their daughter, Annie Mae, has powers. So yeah. she becomes a spider person. So it's just a family of spider people oh. doing, you know, Spider-Man yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which kind of like cool. how some of my favorite Batman stuff is Bat Family things with like Batgirl and Robin and you know right. and the Oracle version and things like that. I like the idea of a mm. a parallel for Peter 
that's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And it's, so it's really. Is it it's all been on like great. Marvel Unlimited? Like, uh, you can go yeah. find it there. Awesome. And how long yeah. is the run? In case anybody else wants to know. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the mini series, I think, was five issues. Uh-huh. And then um, the ongoing and, started after that. Right. Okay. The ongoing started after that. Yeah. I, I, there's, I think there's eight or nine issues total of nice. the ongoing. Cool. Um, so it's, uh, it's good. The first arc was really fun. Um, and, uh, it's just been, it's been, uh, it's been really good. It's, it feels the most like Spider-Man to me, um, more so than Dan Slott's run, which, which, you know, rich guy aside, Mm -hmm. you know, that whole argument of like, that doesn't feel like Spider-Man to me. Um, beyond, beyond just that. It really feels like, you know, Dan Slott's been writing the character for so long mm-hmm. that he's constantly trying to do new things. And I think he's just overexerted what new things you can do to Spider-Man and still have it feel like Spider-Man. Right. You know? Yeah. that We, we um, maybe don't have to do another different deconstruction right now. It's nice to get back to basics. Like mm-hmm. Spider-Man-y Spider-Man. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah. That's a great. So anyway, renew renew yeah. your vows. I, uh, I I highly recommend it to uh, any, especially. I mean, I don't know how it would play for people who didn't read, you know, Spider Man yeah. stuff when he was married to Mary Jane and mm-hmm. that whole era. Um, so I don't I don't know if if you're familiar with if you're most familiar with Mary Jane as uh, like Tony Stark's assistant, <laughs> um, then maybe this series isn't for maybe you. But uh, I. <laughs> Yeah, but I I I really love it. I think it's great. Awesome. So awesome. Yeah. Thank you for the recommendation. I'm going to put that yeah, on the list. Yeah. Um. Um. So this past week, yeah. uh, we had Paul Montgomery and Norman Mitchell That's on the right. show. Um. So I want to I want to thank them for being on to talk about uh, great power, great responsibility, and great wrestling. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was nice us. to have their expertise about a. A subject I don't know a ton about, i.e., professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. That was very helpful, and they were both such mm-hmm. such great guests and so fun to talk to. Um, Absolutely, yeah, great conversations. This um, week. Next week mm-hmm. we've got uh, we've got Hal Lublin mm. on. Um, very exciting to talk about uh, talk about being an extra in the Bonesaw McGraw sequence. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty cool. He's got a really great story on Tuesday's episode. Yeah. Uh, about the bathroom. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so he's, he's got a really great story on that. And then, uh, and then on Thursday and Friday, we have Kyle crane mm-hmm. from Pele media, ghostbusters minute, uh, Jurassic park minute. And, uh, he joins us for the death of uncle Ben. Yeah. Big stuff. Um, next week. Yeah. Yeah, definitely big stuff next week. Uh, but it, I think it's a really good week next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Yeah, we're really getting yeah. in the meat of this thing, which is exciting. Um, yeah, still, still, still no Spider Man. <laughs> still, still no full Spider Man swinging around doing stuff. But uh, we're getting closer and closer. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I'm, oh, you know, I am, uh, I am very excited for Spider Man Two because yeah. we're just gonna have Spider Man from the go, <laughs> yeah. like. From the credits, even we're gonna have those great Alex Ross uh, painting. Oh yeah! Oh man, I can't wait to talk about those. Oh, that'll be great. Oh boy. Um. um so uh, so yeah, Hal and Kyle next week. Um, and if you guys have noticed, we sort of have a new format for the show. 
and that was just a necessity. Yeah. Um, because we had a lot of people who wanted to be guests. I didn't want to say no to everyone. <laughs> I, I, I really didn't want to do a bunch of all-star weeks, um, right. where you do, uh, a new guest every episode. Yeah. Um, so, cause those are just a nightmare to put together <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So we're, we're, we're switching to, a a two, three, three, two schedule. Right. Um, have a, a guest and, on for about half a week. Yeah. And, right. And switch right. to someone else. Exactly. Which I think is, so, out well. you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it changes things up. I think our show tends to run long. So doing it this way, I think makes it easier for 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 ourselves yeah. and for our guests yeah not just in terms of um, scheduling but like the actual recording session itself um because you can imagine some of just more manageable yeah, because manageable. sometimes if we could yeah. lock a guest down on one day to record a whole week's worth of episodes it would we'd almost burn out by the end of it because ours do tend to run mm-hmm. run like 20 percent longer than uh, a standard movies by minute uh, podcast we just end up talking a lot on all of these so right uh, to right. have a little more room in that schedule wise and uh recording session wise well that we're a bit fresher about each minute when we talk about it is nice um yeah so yeah. i'm liking it it's a, it's shaping up to be pretty fun <laughs> uh. yeah well and and you know the the two weeks um there were two weeks prior to switching to this two three schedule mm-hmm. that we did a two three schedule yeah without even but, mentioning it yeah but we yeah but yeah because we we like when with crystal beth we had to stop after three episodes and then record two another time. Yeah. And then the same thing with Jay That's right. before that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so twice in a row we did that. Um, anyway, and yeah. so like at that, yeah, anyway. <laughs> and so then at that point I was like, well, we should just, we're, this is obviously where we're starting to cap out is about two or three episodes. <laughs> so maybe we should just make that a regular thing and get some more guests in here. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so, um, more f- so it'll be good. Yeah, more fun it'll people to talk about Spidey, which is always a good thing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, speaking of talking about Spidey, oh, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about some news. Huh? Like, yeah. Oh boy. Um, I I love that transition because we can just use it for anything. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of talking about Spider Man, evergreen transition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down uh, this in uh, order of. Uh, important sure. so from least important to most important fun okay um this new these news items. got it so this first thing was just a thing that i saw and i was just like i really like this kid i really <laughs> i just really like this kid uh so did you see the tom holland comic balls thing the what no i don't know what that is okay so um <laughs> i love that you're laughing because i said balls right, yeah That's um the level of uh maturity we're at <laughs> <laughs> the weekend uh, so so um tom holland was uh doing um what, like doing press uh on the road in another country mm-hmm. i think because i don't think they're doing press in america yet so right. it must have been in england or wherever it's, i don't know yeah. some somewhere wherever um but they but yeah he, he was somewhere in another country and um he was told that uh, he was not allowed to leave his hotel room, uh, but there were fans um, on the on the on the you know just outside the entrance, right, sure. waiting for him to come out because they wanted to meet him and get his autograph and stuff. Uh-huh. But he was told by like Marvel officials that he's not allowed to leave the hotel room. Right. 
uh, because they can't afford like security yeah. and <laughs> you know so you know so yeah they're just like just just stay in your hotel room until we can get security down here to take you to wherever you need to go. Right. Um, but right now you don't need to go anywhere, so just stay in the room. But he had the fans down there at the entrance. And he was like on his balcony and he could see them and he was like waving at them and stuff. And so he took a Spider-Man comic that he had and he tore out all the pages and he signed all of the pages, crumbled them up into little balls and then threw them down to them. That is so nice. So uh, that they could have his autograph on Spider-Man pages. And like the, like there was like girls down there just like weeping, like they just <laughs> met Justin Bieber or something. Of course. Um, and it was, it was just so cute. Uh, and I was like, I just, I really love this kid. I, I he's too. just uh, like, he can't leave his room and he feels guilty. <laughs> he's like, they're fans. Like yeah. they shouldn't have to just stand there. Like, Gotta I do can something. do something. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. There's also, if, yeah. if you guys can uh, find it, there's, there's probably like rips of it online or it might still be up on the Facebook page, but he did a, um, a Facebook live interview a while ago where they just sort of turned the cameras on him and had him answer like fan questions and things like that for, I think 40 minutes, like an hour. It was a very long time, just like sort of sitting in a room with Tom and, it was a nice way to like get a get an impression of him like day to day and things like that and that like he had to keep getting like told off by his publicist for like talking about drinking beer and things like that because the the legal age to drink in England is much lower than it is in America and he kept getting like weirded out by that or that he would accidentally you know uh, drop a mild swear word and then then they have to be like no you can't do that that's not right and he's I I, I just liked seeing him wrestle with. <laughs> The weirdness of being a new celebrity, while while not losing any of his like uh, good natured down to earthness uh, type of stuff, mm-hmm. and to hear him like tell all these stories or be like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but and then say some some stuff, and at the end of it, he gets to a point where he he's told that he has to go, and he's like, Can we just like do this for a little while? I like I like talking to these the questions the fans are giving me. Can we just like stay here and you can watch this like look in his eyes as he negotiates with some handler of his to allow him to spend a little more time just like talking to the fans and stuff. So I a handler. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. That's great. I'm, I'm a big fan. No, of he's he's uh I you know, I I know that Andrew Garfield really loved being Spider-Man, but yeah. I I don't know that anyone loved being Spider-Man loves being Spider-Man as much as he does. Yeah. He, actually um, today we're recording this I guess on the 23rd. Um today he posted that Two years ago was the day that he found out. Two years ago to the day was the day he found out that he was cast as Spider-Man, and just Ugh. how much he's loved his life. And the phrase he used was, "My life got turned upside down," which I think is just the right amount of cheesy and earnest <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. It's turned upside down because you're Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just proud of him. I'm definitely going to rewatch so Civil War good. later this week. Um, Oh yeah, I just I I uh, I rewatched it the other day. Yeah, oh, um, it's a good one. It's uh, real good. Surprisingly it's good. Real, real yeah. good. You know, it's weird though mm. that I I always forget he's only in two scenes. Yeah, yeah. It's if it, he feels like he's such a bigger part of that. Chadwick too. I mean, uh, Black Panther as well. Um, you know, has like a a couple big mm. sequences in that movie. And it feels like they're in much more of it than they are. But uh, yeah, I think I think Black Panther's in. Probably three, one, two, three, four, 
five scenes. Oh, see, then I'm still five. doing it. I'm still assuming that Peter's no, in it. No, six. I'm, six scenes. I'm still assuming Peter's in it more than he is because I thought those were generally equivalent. Yeah, I do need to rewatch that. Yeah. Um, he did make yeah, a big yeah, impression. Yeah. <laughs> he makes a big impression. He really, really does. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Two scenes. Nuts. Crazy. Um, uh, what's the next so, news item? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, E3 happened. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, we had that big gameplay, gameplay reveal footage, which looked awesome we have the new the new spider-man ps4 mm-hmm, game mm-hmm. Um, Arkham feel. it looks nuts yeah yeah it looks nuts yeah and uh yeah we'll see that's the Just thing right so everyone was yeah. everyone was uh comparing it to arkham mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah i guess it kind of is isn't it yeah and then uh, and then after that opening scene though mm-hmm. once you get into the thing where he's like chasing the helicopter mm-hmm. and then and then trying to bring the helicopter down and like saving the building from tipping over and he's running through the building as it's fun. Like <laughs> all of that, I was like, oh, wow. So it's like it's like Arkham and Uncharted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just do whatever a spider can uh, instead of yeah. whatever you can. It yeah. looks cool, it does look man. Cool. It looks like a fun, uh, a fun box to play in. I'm definitely going to have to commandeer somebody's PS4 in the coming months to uh, – take take a crack at that because it looks like a lot of fun uh well we got we probably got a a solid year yeah. before that happens because yeah. it said 2018 but it didn't say like spring 2018 right, right. um so who knows yeah. uh <laughs> it's there and it's on its way. but i i am yeah but i'm i'm excited to play it and we'll definitely be talking about it on this yeah. uh when it when when it comes out because it's cool. It's a original story, mm-hmm. open world. You get to play as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and sort of an older Peter Parker, neato. like an experienced right. uh, Spider-Man. Uh, right. Not connected to a movie or anything right now. And even even though it is a little goofy, I do like how they're sort of paying homage to all three uh, Spider movie franchises in the design of the costume. That it has like... They incorporated the new type of sliding shutter eyes from the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming universe and the chest emblem on the front is reminiscent of the Amazing Spider-Man 2 and the one on the back is the reminiscent of the Raimi movie. I, I think it's like kind of, mm-hmm. kind of charming. Um, even though I, I'm still not quite on board with the big white spider, but I'll, I'll probably get there. I'll, pro- I'll probably get there by the time it comes out a year from now. Uh, or, yeah, yeah, I um, I don't, I, I, I it, it's grown on me. Yeah. I like it. Um, I think I like it from a distance. Yeah, more. I think that's a good way to phrase it because it's it's easily recognizable in in motion or you know when your character's mm-hmm. far ahead of you doing whatever you can see the spider, mm-hmm. which is helpful. Um, yeah. my 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 assumption, as has been with almost all the other previous Spider-Man games, is that there will be, uh unlockable suits or downloadable suits uh, mm-hmm. for if, to throw on other classic patterns on there. So, uh, right. I, I have no big gripe with the suit as long as I can switch it to a, a classic red and blue at some point. So I'm sure I will yeah. <laughs> get that ability later on down the line. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, pumped about that mm. for sure. Uh, so Lord and Miller, uh, did not have the best week. No. Um, oh. however, <laughs> however, uh, during the news of 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 their uh, their uh, problematic week, yeah. um, they uh, also released news that we have two new actors which have joined their Spider Man movie. Um, yeah, the uh, the animated Miles Morales movie. Uh, so 
Brian Tyree Henry, who played uh, Paperboy on Atlanta. Yeah. Um, the Donald Glover FX show. Awesome. Um, oh, Donald Glover. There's another connection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to their to, to their disastrous <laughs> week this week. Um, uh, yeah. So the actor who played Paperboy is playing uh, is playing uh, Miles Morales's father, awesome. uh, Jefferson Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, uh, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I don't know what. He, how do you say his name? Um, I, I Maher, just take a run. Mahershala, Mahershala, I believe. Mahershala. Ali. Yeah, Mahershala Ali, uh, who's from Moonlight, and of course played uh, Cottonmouth in Luke Cage. Cage. Uh, he is playing Miles's uncle, yeah. um, uh, which is important because uh, his dad and uncle were both in crime. His dad left cr- like when they were younger, mm-hmm. and his dad left crime. Uh, and his uncle didn't yeah. and his uncle's uh, criminal uh, past is the is the thing that, uh, you know, In- bites uh, Miles Morales, right. both literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, home you know, there's that literally and figuratively yeah. thing <laughs> again. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, he 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 is the reason that he ends up. uh he ends with up with the uh, spider powers with the spider powers. Yeah. 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 And Liv Schreiber's in it too oh, as the villain, that. but yeah. we don't, we don't know what villain he's playing. Interesting. They haven't, oh. they haven't said, well, that's fine. Yeah. Shaping I'm, up to be an interesting I'm really, yeah. yeah, I'm really excited to see what the artwork for this looks yeah. like. I don't know anything about d- design wise. What's what sort of look they're going yeah. for so far, but, uh, yeah. still very interesting. I'll be, uh, be really excited to see um, what, like, yeah, what what the art design looks like. I I, I bet we'll, I bet they're waiting until um, Homecoming's on Blu-ray. Maybe, and yeah. then you can sort of, and then they'll start being like, okay, now we can start advertising our next Spider-Man yeah. thing. We'll, we'll leapfrog yeah, the the uh, the hype train, I guess. <laughs> right <laughs> with each new yeah. installation. Yeah, it's good. Um, but speaking of uh, of homecoming and and what's coming next for that, um, Holland uh, Holland uh, let slip that uh, homecoming. As I mean, it's so funny because the 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 movie news blogs are all treating this as like, oh oh man, he reveal. let this slip. Oh yeah. crazy, wow, crazy, what a reveal! And I was like, I just assumed it was a trilogy. Right. I don't. Everything's a trilogy. I don't. Yeah. I don't know why you're so surprised about, but yeah. So apparently, Homecoming is a trilogy. Have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So anyway, Homecoming is a tr- it's the first of a trilogy. Of a trilogy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> and and that uh, uh, that not only is it the first of a trilogy, but as I surmised, yes. Uh, I, either on on Friendly Neighborhood uh, on the Friendly Neighborhood group, maybe, but um, mm-hmm. maybe not on this show. But uh, I I guessed that uh the mcu spider-man movies were basically just going to be marvel team up yeah um where it's spider-man with another marvel character uh and i was right that's exactly what the sequels are going to be for you or they haven't said who yet but that the the sequel to homecoming will have another and different marvel character other than iron man who has a, a right. joint adventure with Peter, and that that'll be the basic right. premise of this. Because this week they had the uh, pretty big uh, over at Hollywood Reporter, like a, a fairly in-depth article about finally the ins and outs of the mm-hmm. deal um, between Sony Pictures Entertainment and Marvel Entertainment uh, 
in using Spider-Man in these in these films that the that the terms are finally more out in the open because we, a, there's been a lot of like speculation especially in terms of every time Sony has like put out a press release about like yeah, we're planning a Black Cat movie we're planning a Mysterio movie we're planning all these things and we're like but outside the MCU like how how does that even work that essentially it is boiled down to correct me if I'm wrong um in the standalone Spider-Man films Sony is allowed to have uh, Marvel in there, and those films exist in the Marvel Universe. All that's great. And in the standalone Sony films, like their Black Cats or their Craven or whatever movies they're trying to do, Venom, that Spider-Man will also appear in those movies, mm-hmm. which is the, the only sensible the, the, way to do this. Yeah. Right. And the idea is that, technically speaking, mm-hmm. the Spider-Man spinoffs will take place in the MCU, mm. but they will make no reference to the MCU, yeah. only to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Exactly, yeah. Which is That makes perfect sense yeah. to me. That's how you should do it's this. How them play, it's them playing nice and do it, doing a sensible right. decision, which They're, is amazing. Well, and, yeah. and, and it keeps things separate the way that they are in the comics. Right. Like, I don't want to see Captain America punching Venom. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, that's not interesting to yeah. me. I don't want to see that. I don't, I don't, I don't need like MCU stuff in the Venom movie or in the Black Cat movie. I, I just want Spider-Man. And so yeah. if Spider-Man is the only character in the deal that interacts with the other characters, other than maybe like the villains that are in the Spider-Man movies, right. That's fine. that's fine. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm on. And and what you what would be so cool is if you do all this and you you set up all these these other like side characters, side spinoff stuff mm-hmm. with villains like Mysterio and Craven, which they've announced yeah. are, they're getting their own movies. Um, and you're doing Spider-Man movies with those villains, and then down the road you bring Drew Goddard back and you do. Sinister Six, yeah. and you make it a Sinister Six mo- Spider-Man right. movie. Yeah, that you make it with the villains you set up and with the, the universe uh, you've previously established, rather than like just yes. crashing out of the gate with a Sinister Six movie uh, that yeah. would make no sense. Yeah, so right. I, a Sinister Six movie that apparently didn't have Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm genuinely impressed at how straightforward and level-headed it all seems. And, and to, to hear the, the Hollywood Reporter article mention it, that it really just came down to a, a conversation with uh, Kevin Feige and um, uh, Amy Pascal uh, back in the day when she was still ahead of Sony that was just like, what's best for everyone is if, like, you know, Sony has the rights, have them pay for the movie, distribute the movie, market the m- movie, but let Marvel make the movies and have them part of our universe. That is just the best for everyone. And that will mm-hmm. will 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 broker a little deal about sharing the IP in the other movies later. That it just helps everyone, and it's just it just seems remarkably straightforward and and not uh, not mysterious and strange anymore, which I which I quite like because I've always wanted there to be a lot of cool, interesting Spider-Man movies where he can I don't know interact with other characters every once in a while. I I've always yeah. that's been a thing I've always wanted to see and. It, it looks possible at the very least. Um, obviously, we have to see how Homecoming does and what the general reception to it all is. But um, early uh, early buzz is pretty positive. Um, they just had critic screenings this week, and the, I think the review embargo lifts next week, um, so there'll be more impressions mm-hmm. then. But early buzz is very positive, and I, I feel pretty optimistic about the endeavor on the whole. Um, yeah. yeah. 
for yeah. sure. And I, I don't feel as weird about all the spinoffs and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't seem as, um, like, crazy. Uh, <laughs> right. Even since our... I think, I think Sony was just between a rock and a hard place with uh, announcing that mm-hmm. stuff because it was like, well, we, we can't... If we don't officially announce it, it's just going to get leaked. Right. And then people are going to be even more confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to announce it. They'll be confused and then they'll see homecoming and then they won't be confused anymore. Yes. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's kind of what's going on now, now that they're doing press and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic about this whole situation. Uh, and, uh, and you know, let's, let's, uh, let's pat ourselves on the back once again. Uh, Zach and I, we, we, we knew for a fact, we were like, we were like, I mean, we can, we, we're both in agreement that carnage is going to be the villain of venom, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We totally are. Yeah. And then that's exactly what they announced. So it only makes sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Good, good us. Pretty good, good, that. good Scott. Really, yeah. two, two big points for Scott this week. <laughs> <laughs> that, you, know, you, you, we were, there, we were on board. You we were on board. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were on the same page. Um, Speaking of the same so, page, so uh, yeah, let's <laughs> let's talk. Speaking of a great transition, uh, let's talk about the spectacular Spider-Man. Yes. talking about the biology arc yeah. um uh, which uh is survival of uh sorry survival of the fittest interactions and natural selection oh i should have written down the titles of the episodes i just have them as one two three you know like uh, vulture episode uh electro episode lizard episode but yeah uh, yeah <laughs> those three um so spectacular spider-man of course mm-hmm. Uh, created by Greg Wiseman and Victor Cook. Yep. Um, and Greg Wiseman being uh, the guy who created uh, Gargoyles back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, after Spectacular Spider-Man's cancellation would go on uh, to uh, create uh, Young Justice yep. um, and uh, work on, I believe, work on uh, the first season of uh, Star Wars Rebels. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Um, but just the first season. Sure. Uh, um, and yeah, I I uh, I really like Greg Wiseman. I think that he writes anime animated TV that finds that perfect balance yes. between being a show for kids but having material in it, you know, being mature enough right. for adults to enjoy as well. Yeah. Because your your kind of assumption when you go into programming for uh, young children that you kind of have to think about is kids are going to be watching this, but it probably means there's going to be a lot of parents forced to watch it as well. And you want 
everybody to tolerate what you're creating <laughs> in that right. scenario, uh, which is harder to do than it sounds. Uh, he had a, right. a quote um, that he, he and the producers uh, used in describing their approach to the show, which I, I really like, is that in adapting all of this comic material into a, you know, a, a new take or this uh, what what uh, what was in 2008, 2007, uh, the contemporary version of Spider-Man on television, their phrase was, we want to try to follow the five C's, which is that it should be contemporary, cohesive, coherent, classic, and iconic. And so, of course, the I is lowercase and iconic so that you can hit that last, that last <laughs> C. Uh, but that, like, because we have the advantage of hindsight of all of these decades of um, Spider-Man material where different writers would go down different paths and loop back and find things that were interesting and sort of it's a little convoluted to follow along um, that you can look at uh, the false starts here and the conflicting interpretations and sort of suss out a core of, of, of a lot of these characters that you can put in a, in a new context. So that like what's, what's most important about flash Thompson, that he's a bully and that deep down he's actually an honorable guy. So we'll write a version of that core part there. Or if another mm-hmm. character is a really recognizable costume, but not too much of, of a, person then maybe they could be merged with somebody else and uh i just like the idea of let's make it updated like let's make sure you can understand it but let's make sure it feels classic and i i think mm-hmm. that's a a nice goal to have for any sort of uh, adaptation process not just a, a spider-man one um i think that sort of guiding principle really helped them out because it's um i think it's a great show i do yeah yeah no uh completely and um I think that uh, it is unfortunate that it, uh, you know, it it just not even not even of any fault of its own. Yeah. It just, you know, it got stuck in the middle of uh, Sony. So so okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it all goes back to Spider Man Three. Mm. So this the the this show came out of the mega success of Spider-Man three. And when I say success, I mean, financial success, right. <laughs> right. Um, obviously, but it was, it was, it was a massive, massive movie. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man three. Uh, so they were like, let's do an animated series. And so they got Greg Wiseman to create this thing. Um, they did, you know, everything that, uh, everything that Zach just talked about. Mm. Um, but it's, Basically, while this show was going on, you had the whole thing where Raimi was going to make Spider-Man 4. It was going to come out in 2011. 2011 was the last time, the last, uh, the absolute latest that they could uh, make a Spider-Man movie before the rights would revert to Marvel. So what happened was basically Raimi said, it's not ready yet. I need more time. They're like, you can't have more time because we won't have Spider-Man if we give you more time. So he said, okay, fine. Then why don't you like just reboot it? You know, I know that's what you want to do anyway Mm -hmm. and whatever. I'll be, I'll be on my way. So what they did was like, okay, Raimi's out of the way. We don't need to worry about him anymore. And his Spider-Man four, we're going to reboot Spider-Man but we are going to lose the rights to Spider-Man this year. So let's, let's pick a date in 2012 for a reboot. 
and let's ask Marvel what we can do to get an extra year. Yeah. So they go to Marvel. They say, what can we do to get an extra year? And they said, give us everything else. That's Spider-Man. Yeah. That means merchandising. That means animation rights. We want all of it back. Yeah. Everything except for live action on yeah. film. While the series and we'll is give still you like w- right. while there is an animated series on the rights to animated Spider-Man changed hands. Uh, right. And it went back to it went back to Marvel. Yeah. But the problem is that the show itself is owned by Sony. Mm-hmm. So basically what happens is Sony has a great show that with great ratings that they would love to renew, but they don't have any right to renew it because they don't have the rights to Spider-Man in animation anymore. <laughs> and Marvel has a great show with great ratings that they would love to renew, but they can't renew because they don't own the show. <laughs> it's literally impossible for either of them to make a, a new season of the show because they were each lacking an essential part of the rights. And then just to throw the last, you know, wrench in Disney buys Marvel. Yeah. And Disney is like, why would we make another season of your show? We can just make our own show. We're going to make a new show to go on Disney XD because that's our channel. And we're going to put a Spider-Man show on there because we own this. So we're going to do that. Right. We don't, we don't need you at all. So, (sighs) you know, whatever. Um, And the kids who watch this uh, were, were 10 and are now 12 and probably not watching cartoons. So we don't really care about them anymore. They're not buying toys. We don't care. So that's, that's what happened. Uh And, and it, when you, when you find out about how that process worked, you're like, Oh, this was just terrible timing. The worst. Yeah. Cause no, again, no fault of the show on its own. No, no fault of the, you know, the writing or the critical response or audience reception to it. All those things are gangbusters. Let's make, you know, four five six seasons of this why not but the literal year that it happened to occur the one year it was on was right before just the hammer came down on weird rights rules and nonsense that had nothing to do with Mm -hmm. you know writing a show and recording the show and animating it and getting it out to people it's sad you know it's 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 I don't know. This is the type of thing I always wanted for this character because I, I run into a lot of people who say things along the lines of, yeah, I I knew of like comic book superheroes a bit when I was growing up, but I wasn't really into them. But then when I watched the Batman animated series that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 that they did. Um, the Bruce Timm. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Timm and Paul Dini. That really um, ignited my like passion for it. Like that's my touchstone for that character and and I really got into Batman at the point. I hear that all the time from people and and Superman through that and the Justice League and things like that. And this feels as as much as anything has been like what could have been that for the character of Spider-Man. Uh that mm-hmm. it it has that that taking the character seriously, perhaps not taking the tone super grim uh, approach, but to just Really sharp writing and uh, and really excellent design work and uh, snappy animation and that uh, a whole large swath of ages can be entertained by it and it feels 
just great. And and when I introduce people to this show, they often are like, oh my god, this is way better than I expected. I really wish they had more of the show I could watch. Like, that's the most common thing I ever mm-hmm. hear. I'm like, yeah, this this feels like the Batman the Animated Series of Marvel. Uh, but we don't have it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, whereas that spawned an empire. <sighs> and it's got, it's, got a, it's got a Buffy vibe to it, totally. too. Yeah. And it's... You know, because, I mean, we almost got a Buffy animated series back in the day yeah. before they they were like, oh, right, we she can't stab people in an animated show, and that's kind of her whole deal, isn't it? Um, what? Why Why were we making this again? Like, oh, oh yeah, man. No, she has to brutally be violent. Oh, no, nope, sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she literally has to stab people in the heart. It's... Uh, TV. uh the the silliest just just the absolute silliest right. uh <laughs> reason for uh, like, oh, we uh, that, uh an we? animated show to, <laughs> to exist and then not exist um the realization that they can't make it uh <laughs> they literally can't make it for kids oh, boy. um so uh so anyway so let's talk about uh the, the biology 101 yeah, arc yeah, um starting with uh survival of the fittest mm. the um, the first episode. So right off the bat, mm. I I love the fact that there's no origin. Yeah, they just drop. We're in the just it. yeah, yeah. He's been Spider Man for about three months, mm-hmm. and this is the Vulture is his first supervillain. Yeah, his, his, uh, like he he even has a, a line explicitly calling out the idea that like I can't believe there's another you know super powered goober flying around right now uh right i I respect anybody who dresses up as their favorite animal but you know type of thing so (laughs) your first your first brush with uh super villainy and the first sort of introduction of the organized crime aspect of uh of the new york city coming after spidey as well that they have hammerhead the enforcers um and their sort of mysterious boss the big man uh uh, right. Them, who I'm uh, assuming is Tombstone eventually in this. It's not the Kingpin, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, it's been a while since I watched this. But yeah, it, it's uh, an early... I yeah. think it's even someone else, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, mm, mm. Well, it's I can't, organized crime. I can't remember. Yeah. I can't... I Or no, 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 no. I'm mixing something else up. Never okay. mind, never mind. Never <laughs> Fair. Mind. Because um, there's another mi- a mysterious person, I believe, in season two, gotcha. and that's what I was thinking gotcha. of, not of this one. Yeah, no worries. Um, uh, I think you're right. I think it is Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Vulture, voiced by Robert England. Yeah, great. <laughs> awesome. Uh, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, Josh Keaton as Spider-Man I, is just so out I of this world I adore his Spider-Man so much. And he's been Spidey in yeah. a lot of stuff, mostly video games. Uh, if if you're a, a video game uh, aficionado, Josh Keaton has been mm-hmm. Spidey in uh, the Edge of Time game. He, he was uh, in Spidey in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Marvel Superhero Squad Infinity Gauntlet, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. He was Ultimate Spider-Man in that, so the one in the black suit. Uh, he was in Spider-Man. He was Spider-Man in Spider-Man Friend or Foe, and he played mm-hmm. <laughs> he played Harry Osborn in the Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man movie games. Uh, I, like he sort of subbed in for James Franco because James Franco did not record <laughs> uh, Harry Osborn in that. Uh, yeah. And to me, he, he reminds me a lot of uh, Reno Romano's Spider-Man from the, the 2000 PlayStation game. He has this mm. just really just really bright, energetic uh, tone to his voice. And uh, he sells the, the quippy Spidey. 
it, the the sort of thing that people often harp on movie adaptations about like yeah i like this version of spidey but he didn't really nail the like quippy in the suit thing or i like this version of peter parker uh and he wasn't quippy there like the platonic ideal of the sort of buffy-esque quippy jokey spider-man in the middle of things i think he really nails the tone on that so well uh which is Mm -hmm. why it's just so fun to to watch this i really like him in this um he also was the voice of a main character of the main character in another uh underrated animated series that uh died before its time uh green lantern oh yeah he was hal jordan that's right he was hal jordan and that show was <clears throat> so much better than it had any right to I've be. I've been recommended um, it several times. Yeah, I'll definitely have. To oh, it's it, it is it is excellent. Um, um and he's uh, he's currently Ant Man in the uh, new uh, TV, the animated TV shorts. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I did not know that that they're doing. Way to go, Josh. Yeah. Way to way to spy. Yeah. Uh, who else is notable in this? Uh, <laughs> Gwen Stacy's played by Lacey Chabert, which I did not notice until yesterday when I was like doing research for this minute. Uh, from from Mean <laughs> Girls and uh, a right. whole bunch of other late '90s, early 2000s stuff. Uh, I I just right. I had such a huge crush on her when I was younger, so it's hilarious to be like, oh, oh that's yeah, everybody did. Oh Come yeah, on. that's who's playing Gwen. Great. Yeah. Um, and the other the other one I want I want the uh, the other cast member I want to really sh- shout out in this is um is it in this episode or the second episode that we have um J Jonah Jameson uh. And their version of J. Jonah Jameson is played by uh, Darren Norris, who uh, you might remember from Veronica Mars is uh, Cliff McCormick, the like the man with the smoothest voice in the world, uh, Cliff McCormick. You can tell uh, in that series, you're like, oh, I'm sure that guy does a lot of voiceover work because my gu- my goodness, he just has the most beautiful voice in the world. He really just... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah he's... I didn't realize that's who that he's was. He's J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, he just leans into this, like, super gruff... Crazy. You know, uh, uh, very... Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm blanking on... Uh, movie J. Jonah Jameson, help me. Uh, uh, Whiplash, Oscar nominee, uh, 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 Eminem, yellow Eminem. He was on. <laughs> you, you keep saying stuff and it's making me not be able to think. <laughs> and I've lost it too. Um, oh, man. You ever notice that that's, that's uh, contagious? Yeah, the harder um, you try to like connect it, uh, like when you can't you can't find the person's name and then you lean into like, Oh, what is it? You will bring somebody else onto that train of thought. Uh, yeah, just that's, like, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a bummer. A, uh, JK, JK Simmons. Simmons. Thank you. That it's, that's part of the problem <laughs> is it's close to the character name that if you, if uh-huh. you get just off track a little bit, you're like, wait, Jay, no, that's wrong because that's the character. Jay, no, that's not it. And it is it the whole time. It's JK Simmons. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, Norris Norris does a very J.K. Simmons ish take on um, on J. Jonah Jameson, but it is I, I think it's a pitch perfect animation version of that, uh, which mm-hmm. is really really fun to see. Um, I also I have to point out that Harry is voiced by James Arnold Taylor, mm-hmm. who's the voice of Obi Wan on Clone Wars. Really? Oh, and I just like hear these two characters. I'm like, nope, not the same Impossible. person. No. Uh impossible uh and yet and yet uh crazy so obviously great Um, cast doing a lot of fun stuff in this um yeah mm -hmm. so i mean the first episode was a lot of like table setting stuff but not in an awkward 
way, I like that we have, mm. I mean, from frame one, we have Spider-Man as Spider-Man swinging through the air and being acrobatic and enthusiastic and, you know, yelling out, I am the spectacular Spider-Man. You know, I just need to find some action like that. Um, that giddy, like, uh, indulgence in the, the joy of being a superhero. Uh, it was just a lot of fun to see that we have a fully-fledged Spidey. And then we sort of mm-hmm. slot in later references to, you know, Uncle Ben being gone and, you know, however long mm-hmm. ago. Oh, I won't forget that summer when I got that spider bite. Um, that we sort of set up the, <laughs> we set up the, the world we're living in with, um, mm-hmm. I think, the, the biggest uh, development in the arc in the first episode being that uh, Peter and Gwen, who are sort of like geeky uh, science students – get a um, an internship at Empire State University working in the, the lab with Dr. Kurt Connors. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is what, what I think is really flawlessly executed in this show mm-hmm. is the way that you have these um, called out three, four episode arcs, yeah. uh, like the Biology 101 arc, which is essentially the Kurt Connors arc. Yeah. Um, but then you also have these other elements like the enforcers, which is a season long thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I, I love that the two, so you have like mini arcs inside of larger arcs yeah. in like, you know, with, with episodes inside of those yeah. like episode episodic adventures inside of that. So it's really like I, I really like the way this show is structured. Yeah. I think it's really smart um, way to do this because it's you know the enforcers arc is not there's not a lot to yeah. it in this this first um, this first arc. Yeah. There's not a lot to the enforcer stuff yet. Yeah. Uh, that comes later. Uh-huh. But uh, I like the way that it's set up with with the enforcers sort of. Uh, being combinations for because you you've always had um montana uh ox mm. and fancy dan yeah. uh who were the original enforcers uh who which came from spider-man comics right. and then in this they take the characters mm-hmm. of ox fancy dan and montana mm-hmm. and then they tur- they will eventually turn those characters into like they are the alter egos to bigger villains iconic spider-man villains um but but the but they're not playing it's so weird they're not playing montana fancy dan and ox they're playing the alter egos of those super villains but their their character and the way that right. they act is are those enforcer characters. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so interesting. It's a really nifty way to like sort of collapse uh, some comic lore into like these these more dense nuggets that like you, right. know, you can if you're a long time adherent of the comics you can recognize and be like oh isn't that clever but if you're just dropped into the universe it's just like yeah we got some some big heavy hitters here and they and they function as presented uh, in in the in mm-hmm. the thing yeah and I and I like that even in this first arc that they kind of um with maybe unknowingly on Peter's part play those two um opposing forces against each other the like the monster of the week type uh, uh deal w- within that particular episode and the longer season arc uh at the same time that literally 
Spidey sticks to the bottom of the Enforcer's um, helicopter in order to attract and take down the Vulture with, like, the rotary blades. Like, that's just a fun, mm-hmm. like, visualization of that tendency to um, to play off of those things in interesting ways. And um, Absolutely. Yeah, it was just, it's fun. Uh, it, I, and yeah. uh, and and the 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 way that they adapted um, Vulture, yeah. making him want to go after Norman, yeah. for stealing his stuff. That is uh, that's from the '90s animated show. That's oh. not even from the comics. Oh, you're really you're um, right. Yeah, yeah, I which I think that. is a cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I I like when they're adapting stuff from other stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think that's. I think that's. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It's fun, and it, but it, it lets I, Norman be a bit more Lex Luthery earlier on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, so, so I, I, I really like. Uh, I really like this first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the third episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I like everything in interactions, except for Electro. Which yeah. Yeah, I I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan because he goes from, uh, oh, you were in a tragic accident and he's just like, yeah, OK, well, I guess I'll kill everybody. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like and it's, I was very sympathetic to his plight for for a good chunk of the beginning of that. And then he just he jumps off an edge where it's a different person entirely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not into that. And in fact, mm. um, it actually I was like watching this. I was like. Oh, he gets in a electricity accident with electric eels. eels. I I, huh, I, what, I almost huh. think I almost think in the process of uh what is it, Orky and Kurtzman writing Amazing Spider Man one, they're like, Well what are the what are the most recent iconic versions of Electro? Like what was the most recent take that was done? Huh. And they just like yeah. watch this and they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Like it was it's literally this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, he's working on fixing the electrical yeah. system next to the tank, and then gets into the tank with the electric eels, and I, I the containment suit, all of it. It's all, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is the Jamie Fox Electro in it. It's very weird. Um, but that's super weird. And yeah. and I'll and I'll say this too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's not the first time that that's ever happened because yeah. Uh, they do the same thing in Spider-Man three. Sure. Uh, they, you know, they obviously watch the, the Flint Marcos. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Ra- Raimi, oh, Raimi oh, and, oh. uh, I, Ivan, the other they, way. they, they yeah, <laughs> yeah, they must've watched the nineties Venomark. Venom, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. From the nineties cartoon. <laughs> and I just adapted that because there are, there are literal just like images from the nineties animated series that is just shot for shot. Lifted. Just like, just lifted. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. crazy uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I was not expecting watching interactions for the first time in you know, like five years or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Uh, I was not expecting just amazing Spider-Man right. two to like, show oh, up. They, uh, um, there it is, right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, the, um, in interactions, though, everything yeah. else I really, I really like. Uh, like all, all yeah. of his like uh, high school stuff. Yeah, high school yeah. Uh, uh, drama, and you know, not seeing what's right in front of you type of thing, and going after. Uh, well, I guess it, first episode was going after random Sally of uh, the most New Yorky accent in the world. 
But this this whole Liz Allen arc with Liz Allen needs a tutor and Liz Allen is a like you know uh, harsh cheerleader type you know charisma carpenter esque character, um, right. and then it, through Peter's ability to know about science and teach properly that she starts to see his value as a person and then that you know engenders some like uh, 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 uh jealousy from gwen and that it doesn't resolve into something nice that she still goes back to uh you know the the jock crew at the end like all that sort of like inner high schooly drama stuff is very very chewy and and feels relatable and real in this and the other thing i love that's established in these two episodes is the device of Aunt May's ten o'clock curfew, which I think is just uh-huh. such a fun um, uh, uh, way to add tension to scenes. That Spider-Man, well, Peter. I mean, Peter has to be home by ten every night, and if he's not gonna be home by ten, he has to call Aunt May and let her know that he's, and be on his yeah, way. Be on his way. Uh, it just his phone. I, I just <laughs> I love that bit where he's like in the middle of fighting Electro, yeah. and he may he has to call her, so he calls her. And she's like, you can't just call every night and think that that's okay. And he's like, and he's like, yep, all right, well, got to go, bye. And then he's just like, yep, I am getting grounded. Yep, 100%. And it's like, uh, he's worried about getting grounded while Electro is like trying to kill him. It's great. It's such a fun, like, uh, cutting right to the core of like the dual issue of balancing high school and superherodom that it it's yeah. i love it so much um yeah so i i i like i said i love everything except for like electro himself totally, totally uh in that episode um but natural selection is uh really awesome yeah um the whole lizard. i think it's the the best of the three mm-hmm. honestly uh i oh yeah and that's another thing that we haven't talked about right. is um Eddie Brock is in this. Right. Very early on as a close friend of Peter and Gwen's who w- right. works in – Older guy. Yeah, older guy. He's like in college right now that used to go to their school who A, used to like help Peter when he was getting picked on by bullies and B, is also a, a science-inclined, you know, smart young man who works with Dr. Connors in his lab. So he has a right. lot more personal connections to Peter than we usually have, which I think if you're going to have to accelerate to a Venom storyline soon, you need to have that stakes-wise and it not just be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, other photojournalist guy, you know, bodybuilder. Right. Dude, you know, I like... Well, and it's it's also... Uh, and, I, and I don't want to reference Spider-Man 3 uh-huh. as far as what they do, but... This is the way that you create a silver age, like a silver bronze age version of Venom. Yeah. Um, a, a Venom that doesn't feel like a 90s character. <laughs> it's not, uh, he's not it, spawn of that's spawn. How, this is how you do it. Yeah. And, it's, and it's to a certain extent, it's slightly adapted from the ultimate Spider-Man Venom, yeah. uh, Eddie Brock. Yeah. Um, but I think it's even improved upon that. I think so too. Yeah, because this is a lot more um, appropriate for a, a, a kids' show in, in one respect. But I also like that he's more uh, his own heroic impulse type character throughout. Like mm-hmm. I love whole moments and things like that where something crazy happens and Eddie like yells at Peter, like you know, get the girls outside. I'll distract this guy and just runs head head first into a dangerous mm-hmm. situation. You know, the way a hero does. Uh, or that like 
he shows up and like volunteers to be bait to distract the lizard somewhere and it just like sort of yells out behind him on the way it's my choice can't do anything about it and like right i, I think that's a fun dynamic uh and a, a more a more believable person i guess than just yeah, you know the, the the things he's built out of the previous versions of well, him. yeah, and the other thing that it does is it it builds to a crescendo because it's it's establishing not just that they're friends, mm-hmm. but it's also showing you firsthand through like a character what is happening to Peter's relationships because he's Spider Man, yeah. Yes, especially by the um, because, end of this episode. Uh, right, by the end of this episode, but then ongoing yeah. through the rest of the season yeah. until it all comes to a crescendo yeah. in the last arc um, of the season. But yeah, the, you know, that's sort of how they chose to allow Eddie Brock. To, that That's what he represents. He yeah. represents Peter's relationships and what is happening to them that, yeah, yeah, over time as he's Spider-Man, which is interesting because the whole basis for Venom is that it's a relationship between Eddie Brock and a symbiote. Yeah. And that's clever. Isn't that good? That's really good. I respect this show so much. I know. Oh man. Um, The other thing too, I like, because episode three feels like when they really hit their stride, animation wise in terms of like how far we can go with spider-man doing uh interesting smart spidey power things in a fight that it's not just like an old uh cartoon where spider-man shows up and then he just punches things like he's captain america or something it's all about you know he does so many interesting things with his webbing that's the thing that that, that just st- stuck out to me so much watching these these episodes like i watched this last one with my girlfriend the other night and there would be moments where like spider-man was like hanging on with one hand on a girder and then like the lizard smashes his hand and he falls down and grabs his hand and then like webs up a bandage for himself without saying anything about it without calling attention to it just like immediately sees a problem and solves it with his webbing and where she kind of like let out a little yelp like oh wow like oh wow that's cool i never thought of that or um mm-hmm. i i just it's inventive and and fun fun stuff and they do like this like slow motion move like when the the, the lizard first like has his full transformation and like smashes out of the laboratory they almost do like a speed ramping effect in the animation of him smashing through the top and like pausing for a second before he runs away or the way his like tail moves through the air it's just very innovative um movement animation stuff and it just feels so so fun and kinetic and uh, like mm-hmm. like spider-man like it, it and and they don't resort to like a lot of like let's pause the action and talk about what i'm thinking to do you just watch him solve problems with his spidey powers or yeah we never like have a scene where it's like oh here's what my spider sense does it warns me when there's like you know uh a danger approaching that i can't see we just have his spider sense going off and him reacting. This is, we just do it. We just do the Spidey thing. I don't know. I love it. Um, yeah. I, and I, I like I like Kirk Connors' whole relationship with his family. His his wife, uh, Dr. Connors' wife, is like the most understanding woman under the most ridiculous mm-hmm. circumstances I know. in this episode. <laughs> no, my, my favorite part of this episode has to be 
when his arm first grows back yeah. and she realizes that it's back yeah. and she goes, she's like, Oh my God, your arm. And he's like, he's like, he's, <laughs> he says something and references the lizard DNA. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, Kurt, what did you do? And I'm like, well, well, where did you think the arm came from? She's like, oh, honey. Oh, honey. You didn't use that lizard DNA that you've been experimenting with for so long. You didn't, did you? Or like after his full on like transformation, like complete trauma, uh, traumatizing everybody in the um, in the area. When they look around and Peter's gone, her husband has just turned into a monster in front of him, in front of her, and scared the bejesus out of her child, and is running amok in the land. And she takes the time to, like, comfort Gwen, because Gwen is, like, really disappointed that Peter just vanished. And she, like, her main her main concern is, like, like, honey, don't worry, he's a young man. Sometimes young men just, like, make the wrong decision. He's dumb, he'll be... He'll, it's like it's like when uh it's like when Alderaan blows up but 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 was was just destroyed right. but Leia comforts Luke because that old man he met <laughs> a day like ago. 3 hours ago is dead. <laughs> She's like all right, I can't deal with my stuff right now. Let me let me tend to this wound right now. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, I I I I just I really I really love uh, those episodes. I, I actually I love that their their son is played by an actual child, child actor. Yeah, which is so yeah. rare uh, in animation. No, I know. Just because you want to be able to keep the same voice sounding the same way for forever and a day. And there's a lot of people who do great work as child sound alikes. That's a whole uh, uh, I don't even know a category of, of voice actors. Right. Um, but there's something just so genuine about a confused sounding young kid who just read up about lizards being like, but they, they don't even look after their children. They don't care. Most of them get eaten. It, is my dad not going to care about me? Like you can, you can sell that as an adult actor, but there is something so genuinely about the naivete there that sounds real mm-hmm. with a real kid or the, like the youthful, like arrogance. Whoa, dad, yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Or, well, like later, where he shows the the kid. There's a there's a great shot where like there's a, a, one of those telephone conversations that like tells everybody like the big stakes and what's going on, and then they they just have one shot where they look in the other room and you see a telephone receiver hanging off the hook, and you know immediately, oh, the kid was listening on the other line. Oh, the kid is gonna go do something stupid now. Uh, you know, go try to like uh-huh. reason with his dad. And when he does show up later, he, like, rides up on a skateboard, and they have this little beat that is just, like, Eddie being... Eddie looking at him in the midst of all the crazy, like, action shenanigans, and just being like, did you skateboard here? And the kid goes, I took a cab, duh. Which is, like, just... (laughs) It's so little kid arrogant. So, it's great. I don't know. Took a cab with what money? I took a cab, duh. Like, I've grown grown up in New York City, (laughs) duh. I, <laughs> I can handle things. Uh, so anyway, so the, a great, great opening arc, yeah, I think. a lot of fun. Um, uh, you know, the lizard arc, the Kirk Connors arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next arc is the Enforcer's arc. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about totally. that uh, whenever we around. get around to doing yeah. that. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Um, but yeah. yeah, this was a lot of fun to like just sit down and talk 
spidey developments of which there were a lot and to go over uh what i think is like a a classic um sort of take on the character and one that like that gets me inspired again about spidey like i get i feel very happy watching spectacular spider-man it uh it it soothes something in my soul Mm -hmm. and it's nice to go back and check in with every once in a while absolutely Uh, um all right well uh next time we do this hmm. We're going to be talking about Homecoming. Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. That's oh. uh, that's our next uh, our next weekend bugle. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know if that'll just be Zach and I or if we'll have a guest yeah, for that. Uh, um, we'll talk and discuss. I'm not sure. We'll figure something out. But yeah, yeah we'll that'll be a big out. one, a big important one, especially because we won't be able right. to talk about the movie in earnest for <laughs> a couple years, I think. Because we got... A couple years. <laughs> we go with two other franchises like, to get through. Like half a decade. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, we'll be able to we will be able to talk about mm-hmm. it um, on uh, Weekend Bugle next yeah. week or next the week after the week next. After next. Um, our, our next Weekend Bugle. There you go. Uh, and yeah, so, and that'll be that'll be the entirety. I think of that discussion will just be Homecoming. us talking about Spider Man Homecoming. Totally. Um, so that'll be, that'll be our next one. And, uh, uh, an important one, uh, that, you know, just like all the other, uh, weekend bugles that will be, um, exclusive, uh, to our Patreon subscribers. So, um, I don't know. I, I've been thinking about maybe putting one of these out Mm. on the main feed, uh, uh, just to like entice people, but I don't want to do the homecoming one. Yeah. Because that's the one that people really want to hear. Yeah, totally. I mean, so it's like, well, if you really want to hear it, then you'll want to be a Patreon <laughs> member, won't you? Um, so I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'll put this one we'll out. See. What do you think? I, I think this is a great one. I think it's a, it's nice. Uh, it's indicative of like the kind of laid back tone, freewheeling approach we have on on the weekend editions. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun, breezy topic. So I think. Yeah, right. I think I think this one will go out on the main feed. I like right? it. I'm on board. Uh, uh, thanks so. for. I'll drop it on the I'll I'll drop this one on the main feed. So I'll probably uh drop this one. Um we're recording this on a Friday, yeah. so I'll I'll drop this I don't know, probably tonight or early tomorrow Dang. on the Patreon feed. Yeah, and then I'll uh, get it up on the main feed by Sunday. Totally. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Uh, and um so thanks for listening, whether or not you were an earlier uh listener on the Patreon feed or if you just came to it from the the main feed a couple days later. Um, this is yeah. the weekend bugle. If you want more of it, uh, subscribe to us on Patreon, uh, which is what duelinggenre.com slash support where they can get to that. You oh, got nice. it. Yeah. Uh, which gives you access not only to the weekend editions like this one of, uh, of Spider-Man minute, but also the bonus content for all the other shows on the dueling, uh, genre network, uh, like geek by night and like back to the future minute and, uh, Lord of the Rings minute and all the other great stuff. You get access to all of it. Uh, and it helps us, mm-hmm. uh, keep the lights on, helps us pay for, uh, you know, uh, we're also, yeah. We're, yeah, definitely. And, and we're also, um, not only are we doing, uh, you know, our weekend editions of all the other shows, but it, it, we're also doing, starting to do more and more just sort of dueling genre family stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, Cassandra and I did a wonder woman review oh, oh, a couple of weeks ooh, ago. Lovely. Yes. Um, and so we just, we just dropped, just a random Wonder Woman review on the Patreon yeah, feed because it's for you guys. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Right, yeah. and uh, and and yeah. So like you know, we've got 
we'll be doing stuff like that. Like I bet you uh, next week, I would bet money mm. that there will be a baby driver review oh, yeah. uh, that will drop <laughs> on the Patreon feed. Um, uh, and I'm sure later, later in July, there will be a war for the planet of the apes yes. review. Oh this is shaping up to be a good so, year for blockbusters, man. I am. Not, I know. I know. I'm right. Um, so, so yeah. So if any of that sounds interesting, become a Patreon subscriber. It's $5 mm-hmm. a month. Uh, and if you already are a Patreon subscriber, well, <laughs> thank you. You're, you're our favorite people. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, thank you so much, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you, you know, you know, this, us telling you to become a Patreon subscriber on the Patreon feed is not a normal occurrence. <laughs> this is just going to go on the normal feed. So, you know. Thanks for being there. <laughs> Forgive for us. us for the plugging for the thing that you're already doing. <laughs> uh, thanks again, guys. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. So we'll we'll uh, we'll talk to you on Monday with a new episode of Spider-Man Minute. Um, and then, of course, we'll talk to you in two weeks with our review of Spider-Man Homecoming. <sighs> exclusive to Patreon. Love it. Bye, everybody. Bye.